Hello, I'm Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm recording this on Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. Welcome back to another audio commentary as I continue going through the newest season of Boongo Stray Dogs. Last time we looked at Season 4, Episode 11 of Boongo Stray Dogs, Episode 48 overall. Today we're doing audio commentary for Season 4, Episode 12, Episode 49 overall, titled Boongo Hound Dogs. <sighs> that title. But it is from the manga itself, so it's not some invention by the anime. These audio commentaries are released Wednesday night after the newest Boongo Stray Dogs episode airs for any patrons at the $5 tier at patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. And then these commentaries are made public and free starting the Tuesday after to watch on YouTube or listen via the podcast RSS link in the description. There is also a spoiler warning for all of Bungo Stray Dogs, and I do mean all of it, up to chapter 106 of the Bungo Stray Dogs manga, as well as films, stage plays, light novels, audio dramas, basically anything with the Bungo Stray Dogs name on it, it's up for spoilers. You can go ahead and pull up the newest episode on Crunchyroll, and if you want, you can skip my preamble and just get to the audio commentary, which begins at the 17 minutes 50 seconds marker, give or take. And just as another full warning here before we get started, this is Future Me Speaking. I'm really negative about this episode. If you wanted to skip this one, I would completely understand because... Yeah, I'm just going to tear the bandage off of this one. I really didn't like it. You'll hear it in the audio commentary, just given how much stuff was cut from this episode that was in the manga. Yeah, if you want to skip this and come back next week, I completely understand. But on with today's audio commentary. What have I seen so far of this episode? Right now, I had the new episode pulled up so I can see the preview image for this episode on Crunchyroll, and we'll get to that in a moment. And I saw the very first frame of this episode. We'll get to that when I begin the live reaction proper. Kodokawa also released a teaser trailer on Monday, March 20th, 2023. And based on what is in that trailer, I have zero clue how they are going to fit all this into one episode let alone everything we still need to tackle for this season. This isn't the first time I have complained about pacing in this series, or my own personal preference for how I wish episodes this season were more focused on one character at a time, rather than trying to cover a ton of characters all at once in the same episode. For example, just in this episode, we are finally... Getting to see how the hunting dogs interact with each other. We'll have more uh Teruka. Heck, the trailer spoils what her ability is. We'll see Fukuchi confront Fukuzawa. And that also means we'll see how Tachihara fits into the overall personality dynamics of the other hunting dogs. That also means having to get into Tachihara's backstory, including a flashback to his childhood and... Man, how are they going to fit all this into one episode? Sidebar, 
It is laughable to me how many attempts I saw in anime news coverage acting like it was some big deal that Yu Hayashi was playing Tachihara. I don't mean that it isn't. He is a talented actor and singer, but I mean that the news coverage was announcing this as if he had just been cast as Tachihara when he has been playing the dude for what is now his fourth season. This isn't news. But I'm getting off topic. What else do we see in this episode? We're finally going to hear Ongo explain how Lucy will get Atushi and Kyoka to the Sky Casino. We'll finally meet Sigma and finally see the Sky Casino itself. And yeah, I hate to nitpick, but man, what a dull design on the interiors of the Sky Casino. I know, it's a freaking sky casino in the sky. Why am I not enthralled with that and instead obsessing about the wallpaper in the building? Don't get me wrong, the exterior looks great, the windows showing the sky look great, we have very much a Cloud City vibe here, but the interior, the casino inside, it just looks like any old casino. Maybe that is the point, that the impressive part is that it's in the sky, not the interior. But this is also fiction. I'm not saying the manga itself made the interior look great either, but the manga is in black and white, not color. I've been to enough hotels that all start to look the same after a while, so you're hoping that the next one you go to has something different that makes it stand out and make it unique and not make everything fall into the same uniform standard style. So I was hoping for something that would make Sky Casino iconic in color arrangement at least, given how well Studio Bones has done this season at learning color theory. Maybe the trailer just isn't showing how gorgeous the interior may look, so I should go into this episode with a more open mind. But to go back to the potential pacing problem that this season may be having... We also need this episode to cover a lot of material, including the terroristic threat that Sigma poses. As we hear it mentioned in the trailer that Sigma is trying to start a terrorist attack, and we see Tachihara studying the coins that are a part of Sigma's plan. That's going to take a lot of work to summarize Sigma's plan clearly enough for the audience. Not to mention, show us why, despite what Sigma is doing that we should still like Sigma, why he is a likable character, because he has noble, albeit selfish, goals, and that is despite the fact that he's a freaking terrorist and a villain, and no, you should not like him, it's a character who has this complexity that you're supposed to sympathize and pity him, even as you completely disagree with his goals and methods. Oh, and on top of all of this, Given that Lucy is now on the run to help the agency, and given that we see Juno at the coffee shop underneath the agency's office in the preview image from Crunchyroll's website, I do expect we'll see Juno and Techo of the Hunting Dogs interrogating the owner of that coffee shop where Lucy works downstairs from the agency, and this also opens up a problem. See, a few episodes ago, when Dazai was in the Merusalt prison, I whined about how Dazai refers to a waitress at the coffee shop and he flirts with her all the time, 
and I said that she doesn't exist in the manga. Well, that's not entirely accurate. Dazai does mention her to Theodore in the prison scene in the manga, but in the anime, we have seen this waitress, and she shows up at moments in the anime where she's not supposed to. In the manga, the scenes of the coffee shop, whenever the agency visits that coffee shop, usually do show the coffee shop's owner and his wife, and his wife is an older woman, whereas in the anime, every time the wife shows up, all of her scenes are swapped out with the younger waitress that Dazai forts with. Ageist, yes. And it also robs us of a pretty fun character, a pretty fun older character, who the coffee shop owner's wife is so jovial that she can just slap Dazai's back so hard that it stuns the small guy, and we're left laughing seeing the usually smarter-than-everyone Dazai getting shown up by this stronger person who just can slap him so hard on the back that it stuns him. Furthermore, in the manga, it is the hunting dogs who threaten the coffee shop owner, more specifically threaten the safety of his wife, all in an attempt to get the coffee shop owner to spill on where Lucy has run off to. That works because we met his wife before. We saw that she survived an attack by the zoo park gang, and of course the coffee shop owner would freak out that these fascists, these hunting dogs, are threatening to kill her if he doesn't reveal where Lucy is. We would understand why someone would be so desperate to protect their partner. That's why I'm worried that the anime up to now hasn't even introduced his wife, so what do you do? Introduce her, and then it's effective, but far less effective, because we haven't gotten to know her before she's now used as a prop to get information out of the coffee shop owner? Or will the anime get rid of his wife and instead have the hunting dogs threaten that waitress that Dazai forts with? I mean, I would hope the coffee shop owner would say, okay, I'll give you the information, don't hurt my employee, but that's not the same kind of relationship, is it? I'm not saying the coffee shop owner won't try to save his employee's life, but I am saying the relationship between a boss and an employee is not the same between two partners in a marriage. At least I pray to God that's not the same kind of relationship. I'm saying it isn't as motivating as it would be if this was the coffee shop's owner's own family being attacked. If his wife isn't the one being threatened, what do you do to make us sympathize in the same way? Do you suddenly reveal that the waitress is his daughter or his niece so that we're maintaining some familial relationship and understand this is why the owner gives up Lucy even though he could have protected Lucy at the same time but really needed to protect this waitress who up to now has just been an employee? Why sacrifice Lucy, an employee, for another employee? I mean, I'm just taking a guess what Studio Bones will do, and I hope I'll be surprised and pleased that it works, even if it's not the same as the manga. Furthermore, if you do reveal that the waitress is his daughter or his niece, but up to now you haven't revealed that at all, why would you suddenly reveal that now? How is that now an engaging twist on the story? It just now feels like a last-minute addition 
in order to make the audience understand how the coffee shop owner feels this tension and it's a tension that falls apart because you didn't show us earlier that he and the waitress had this relationship it all feels like a missed opportunity where you could have been building relationships between these ancillary characters in the background all this time even if you would just include something as an equivalent in the manga where they'll include little bios at the end of chapters or in an anime where during commercial breaks they'll put in little trivia if you would point out hey the owner and the waitress are related yeah that was sold this better again assuming that's what studio bones does which i don't know yet because i haven't started the episodes so that's where i am going into this episode wishing it would just focus on one character because this is too much to try to tackle. You're trying to tackle what's going on at the coffee shop, and then you're going to skip to the dynamics between Fukuzawa and Fukuchi, and you're going to be explaining Sigma's evil plan, and you're going to show how Tachihara works within the dynamics of the hunting dogs, and then maybe you're showing the coffee shop owner being interrogated. That's a lot of characters, a lot of plots, a lot of details... I'm not convinced how Studio Bones will fit it all into one episode and allow each moment the amount of time it needs. So, that's still me going into this episode not entirely convinced and being a little too negative, so I want to pull back and try to go into this with a more open mind. But if you'll indulge me, there are two more things I want to bring up before we start today's episode. First... I just spoke with a friend about a question that has been bugging me. Going back to Season 4, Episode 5, the getaway driver for Ogury, who may be the same guy who took Karma to Dostoevsky's prison cell back in Season 3. We see the ID card he's showing, and there's a name on it, and that name is Akaki Akakie Witch. I could not figure this out because I kept looking at the spelling and didn't say it aloud. So as I say it aloud, you're probably already saying, oh, that's a reference to this, and we'll get to that. But just reading it on screen, I could not figure it out. The best I could do just looking at the letters was thinking, based on a search online, oh, okay, it looks similar to the book title, Akata Witch by the author Nendi Okorafor. But then my friend looked at the ID card and pointed out, okay, you're misreading the name Witch. This is a Russian character. You should read that as Vich. And that means the name is actually Akaki Akakievich, the name of the protagonist of the real-life Nikolai Gogol short story, The Overcoats. Ugh, why didn't I figure that out earlier? The second thing I want to get into before today's episode. This is the 49th episode of Bungo Stray Dogs. That means there have been 12 episodes this season. There is no way this episode will get to the next part of the Sky Casino storyline... That being the aptly titled Skyfall. Or maybe I'm wrong and they'll skip to Sigma pulling out the literal air guns to shoot at the hunting dogs. And then we'll see what becomes a Sigma at the end and how that ties into Atushi and Lucy and all the other characters and where the story goes next. And 
I really hope not. Then again, I also hope this isn't a cliffhanger that we end with worrying about Sigma when really next week's episode, if you needed a cliffhanger before a hiatus, should be the one. But a lot of anime seasons, some of them are 12 episodes, some of them are 13. This could be the last episode we're getting for this part of the season. I do know there is no way this episode will get to what comes after Sky Casino. Even if we rush Sky Casino today, I know we're not getting to that fight that's coming up between Fukuchi and Akutagawa and Atushi. I mean, we see that fight in the opening title sequence. We see Akutagawa elsewhere in the opening, and we haven't even gone to him this season. There's no way this episode will get to that. Bungo Stray Dogs is supposed to have some announcement at a museum in Japan soon. I anticipate that announcement is going to be part two of this season is coming, which opens the question, will there be an episode next week or the week after, or is a hiatus coming? My Hero Academia, also animated by Studio Bones, is wrapping up season six and has pretty much announced a Season 7, unofficially at least. But Studio Bones also has other stuff coming out, including a rumor, and it's only a rumor, and I'm going to keep repeating the word rumor, because good God, I am sick of this story already. (sighs) The short version is Studio Bones is coming out with merchandise for the 15th anniversary of Soul Eater, And a lot of fans are reading into that thinking that means we're going to get another Soul Eater anime. And I keep pouring cold water over that. And I really hope we're not going to lose Bungo Stray Dogs for a season to get more Soul Eater. Don't get me wrong. I am a huge fan of Soul Eater. But a lot of that enjoyment has soured given everything that came after Soul Eater. And if I had to give up Bungo Stray Dogs, which has a lot of the same staff who worked on Soul Eater... Yeah, I'd be pretty disappointed. I want to see Bungo Stray Dogs wrap up, and I'm not even sitting here wanting more Soul Eater. I want to get to Bungo Stray Dogs. I want to get to that finale. I want to get to Bram Stoker and Vampires and see who wins between Fukuchi and Atushi. But that's a lot of conjecture, and I need to just get to actually watching what we have for today's episode, that being episode 49 overall, season 4, episode 12, titled Bungo Hound Dogs. <sighs> that title. I have today's episode pulled up and paused. You can watch this on the Crunchyroll website, then pause the episode before it starts. I'll do a countdown, so after I finish saying 3, 2, one unpause you can unpause the episode and watch along with my audio commentary everyone ready okay starting the countdown three two one unpause if this doesn't tell you everything you need to know that we're going to struggle to fit all this into one season or rather one episode this is it starting with that hunting dog scene which they don't deserve and starting with Tachihara going in to work with the hunting dogs. Ugh. I hate them. I hate the hunting dogs. I can't stand them.
So now we got a new character I need to look up and see if they were in the manga. I'm pretty sure this was in the manga, I just don't remember the name. Yeah, they want us to think Juno is a decent person, and later we are going to see something that's supposed to make us think he is decent. Looks like, yeah, they cut and sped up a lot of this. There was supposed to be a part of Juno just being a jerk to pressure Tachihara into giving Teruko a piggyback ride, and a part of Techo really studying some ants. Yeah, and we also had the two-day time skip here. Again, they want to like Juno. Given everything he's going to do in this episode, I don't see how you can like him. Given what Teruko here is doing where she's just the torture expert, I don't see how you can like her. I think this was staged this way in the manga where they are in an alley. I would prefer that they had just staged this in Anne's room. And now we get Smug Lucy. Please let her go completely smug. It's going to be so good coming up if they stick to the manga. They nailed it, including the acting. Why they didn't just make Lucy a member already now makes sense because she needs to be someone not in the agency so that she can help them escape. Again, they nailed it. If I thought in the manga, it's that both... Atushi and Lucy had said, I owe you a debt at the same time, and that's what made her panic. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, in the manga, they acted like there was a sky tram or some private aircraft that goes directly to Sky Casino. I think there was only one guard that Fukuchi spoke to, so also a slight way of saving the budget for Studio Bones not showing the guard speaking, so you don't have to do the lip flaps. I can't tell if they're telegraphing that Fukuchi here is the leader of the Decay of the Angel by having his bottle literally saying Tyrant, or that's to emphasize the hunting dogs are fascists. So they're not including something that, yeah, in the manga, Fukuchi says why Fukuzawa never got married to this girl they knew back home, and Fuku Fukuzawa is cagey about it and changes the subject. That is a reference to the real-life Fukuzawa's wife, but they don't name her here in the anime. So, weird. They mention this Jack... Gillette guy that I don't remember in the manga, although probably was in the manga.
that sound effect of the bowl shattering sounded like such a stock sound effect. It sounded like something now Three Stooges or Hanna-Barbera. I'm not suggesting the sound editing's bad. It is good. It's just such a humorous way to do it. That's a hell of a way to phrase it. This is what I meant last week about the death is cheap detail, but it also just shows Bakuchi sucks at his job. Again, he was hoping he could get him to confess to something by saying, I know Kunikida's dead, and the plot totally won't reveal otherwise, but again, this is assuming Fukuchi indeed does have an ability, which I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. If Kunikida was dead, Fukuzawa was sensed it. He didn't. Fukuchi goes in there thinking, as a police officer, he can just trick him, and it didn't work. How did... This is why I don't like Fukuchi as a villain. I don't see him... Fukuchi, I don't think, is a good villain. He's presented as he's smarter than everyone else and can figure it out, but he didn't know Fukuzawa would know Kunikida is safe because he was sensed it. I at least appreciate the anime acknowledging, yeah, Kunikida's not dead, but I'm still angry that this anime never acting like Kunikida potentially dying was a tragedy, especially since it is all for nothing. I wonder how they got that photo of Lucy, who is their informant. Also weird, the police don't barricade the agency with any police tape, caution tape, anything. And now all the JoJo fans are going to get their meme out of this. They haven't explained who this coffee shop owner is. And there is a backstory. There is no way he does not have some criminal tie or some experience that makes him a reason the agency wants to protect him. He is too good of a liar here to not have some story. That's what makes the ancillary characters so much more interesting to pay attention to. I do like the design choice of giving him the dark glasses, and as if he already was figuring out the hunting dogs were coming and he needed to hide his eyes so that he hoped they wouldn't figure something out about him. We're supposed to act like we're to like Techo here, but I don't like him either. This is such a weird choice by this series. 
where they're going to flip where you put Techo and where you put Juno. Also, did we just completely erase the motivation for the coffee shop owner to cooperate where Juno didn't even threaten him? He just said that he will just go out business and be arrested. This is ridiculous. They couldn't even keep his wife here. Studio Bones, why? Yeah, you'll forgive me for not trusting you. You work for Fukuchi. Yeah, but Lucy's also pretty young. No, he won't. And given what Lucy's going to be up to, uh, she would end up going to jail with the rest of the agency. It looks like a drone. That's about the only thing that makes it look ridiculous. The winners of the war. Again, we're doing a bit of our world building here. Yeah, this color arrangement, I just want something different. Real name unknown. <laughs> we're going to get to that. Oh my god. I didn't get into this with Sigma, but there is so much more to them as a character. We're get, In the manga, we get this whole scene where we see why Sigma is so beloved. We see that all the customers love him, his employees love him, that he rigs games to help someone who is trying to pay the medical bills for a family member so that that person would win. I swear, I thought in the manga, first we learn Sigma's a good person before we see he is this cold, brutal, criminal mastermind, operator, etc. We're supposed to like Sigma first. We're instead starting their first appearance in the anime suggesting, oh no, you should see Sigma as the villain. You shouldn't see Sigma first as a criminal. You need to see him first as a human being, and for good reason. You need to make him sympathetic because of everything that comes after. And said, you're making a start with, this is a desperate person who is hiding a crime. And I don't know what they're doing with the music this season. <sighs> I told you I didn't like these people. They're just a bunch of bullies and fascists. And I know I've heard at least one person bring up, at least they get a good theme, and I think, yeah, and that's a theme they don't deserve. And it works better to make us think that he is devoted to the protection of his customers if we had shown how much he cares about them as people. Like, right, the fact here that Sigma knows them all by, if not, I mean, right, they're saying names and characteristics. Uh, we're not told he was born to Magic Casino. Ah ha ha, laughing and foreshadowing, because when you find out he literally was born for this, 
are we here in Sega Show Sigma knows all his customers and sympathizes? Oh, poor Sigma. I'm so sorry they didn't adapt you well, Sigma. You deserved better this season. You're rushing all of this. You're like, they must not really know what this casino is and what Sigma actually is. You are rushing this. Why didn't you make us love Sigma first? And now, Sachihara is going to uncover what Sigma's grand plan is all along. Kind of weird that Atushi let himself be discovered this easily. I don't remember the manga revealing this was intentional on Atushi's part, which is also a disappointment. Although, I know I'm wrong because now I remember why Atushi wanted himself discovered. I guess this answers the question, how do you make something as simple as metal manipulation cool when we've seen it in enough other comics, animated series, etc.? And the way to do it is to just make everything glow. Again, Sigma's panic would work so much better if we had shown all of his devotion to his customers so we know why he is this desperate. I don't care about Theodore. You're not making Sigma look sympathetic. This is like the inverse of the problems you have with Gintama, where they wait too long to make the villain sympathetic. This is... You should have started with why Sigma is someone we are rooting for, despite the fact that he is doing something horrifically awful that we cannot permit. And this is what we cannot permit from Sigma. Right here, what he just did to Tachihara, and what his plan is, and that he's working with Theodore. I don't buy this that we didn't have Sigma keep the camera on to make sure Tachihara is dead. Okay, but he did. Again, something is awkward with the staging. The fact that we didn't have... I kind of wish they had Sigma look away from the screen and say, I don't have the stomach for seeing someone's body ripped apart in an explosion. Again, the music is so weird here. They shouldn't have had the hunting dog theme once the explosion started, once Teruko was acting all cutesy. And here we're having this music, and I guess that's supposed to emphasize this is Theodore's influence on Sigma. And again, we would have known that Sigma is nothing if without his casino if we had seen how much everyone at the casino loves him. And we are going to see the casino patron's devotion to him later. 
more names if you're trying to update the Bungo wiki, such as that Lazarus person. I know I've used the word terrorist a lot here, and I'm sure many of you are making really dark and awful jokes. I'd like you to stop right now. <laughs> Yeah, and now we're going to get all the people making all the comments about Teruko, who now love her character because now she has age manipulation, and nah, I'm still not here for this character. All the hunting dogs are awful. I don't want to use a word like too overpowered, too... I don't want to use a phrase like too overpowered, too OP. I... You need to show one side gain of victory over the other so that this doesn't just become a Batman versus Superman. Oh, Batman can use this tool, Superman disables it, but then Batman predicted that and used this tool... At a certain point, you need one side to just get an unambiguous victory over the other before round two starts. You don't want each of them to be a draw. So much of Sky Casino is going to feel like that. It's going to feel like draws before one side gets a cheap victory because the plot said so. I also find it weird the hunting dogs send only two people to enforce their control over Sky Casino, and that's done to show how powerful Teruko is. I don't like it. I mean, this is awkward to act like Teruko is too overpowered, but in a way she is too overpowered when you see how she just wins, and it's not by raw strength, it's by manipulation and tactics. There comes a point, and she's going to bring it up herself. She's going to put herself at the level of Dazai and Theodore and say Sigma was out of their league. I don't know. It just makes me sit here thinking you want to take the hunting dog seriously by saying, look how they were able to stop an entire casino security with just two people. It doesn't really make these two look more powerful it doesn't even necessarily make everyone else look incompetent, and I don't think it makes Teruko look smarter. It just is the luck of the draw. This is her ability. She got lucky with it. That's how she won. And what makes me angrier? They didn't even show the fights. I mean, Teruko's ability is age manipulation, as you already saw. Ugh... I can already say I did not like this episode and now ending the credits with more talking to just do exposition. Literary trope drop.
All of this also just exposes so many flaws in the book's ability and Theodore's plan. Why didn't you write, okay, if it has 13 years worth of, of history, why didn't the intelligence agencies have that? Why didn't you write on the page that there will be a history written within intelligence agencies? In other words, a fanatic, and Sigma is, for as sympathetic as he is, a fanatic. He doesn't have amnesia, but we'll get to that next time. This is such odd pacing. So now we're going to show the fight and explain this is why Tachihara was doing this. Yeah, why should I like Taruka when she's now doing a movie reference instead of a literary reference? I also find this... Uh, again, we're trying to make her look even more powerful by suggesting she is already injured and that makes her easier to defeat and that raises the stakes and makes it all the more impressive when she wins. Also, just as a weird complaint... Tachihara used his real name while within the Mafia, I think. So, he used his real name while in the Mafia. Uh, no wonder it's going to be so easy to reveal who he actually is, but also makes it all the sillier Dazai and others didn't figure that out earlier. I do appreciate Dazai hearing this story because it does clarify what Dazai is going to do later. Sigma is not mediocre, but that's another thing. We're going to get to this later. Sigma is... we. Dazai learns Sigma's backstory in that he wants a place so desperately to exist, to live. And that is going to make sense what we're going to see later between Sigma and Dazai. So I do appreciate the stuff that Dazai is hearing this saying, oh, so Sigma wants a place where he can be lawn. And Dazai then realizes that's what Oda wanted. That's what Atushi wants. That's what Kiyoka wants. And Dazai is really good at making sure people can get where they need to be. So I do appreciate that setup. But getting through this episode and how they just did Sigma Dirty this episode really ticks me off. As if titling the episode after an Elvis song wasn't already infuriating. But in any case, thank you for listening to this very whiny, complaining audio commentary. What the heck was this episode? How did they fail at making Sigma someone you actually care about so that when he changes from villain to ally, you actually get why he's going along with it. And as for other comments, 
how good was Lucy in this episode for how little we got of her? Where do you think Tachihara's story is going to go next? Because we're starting to learn a bit about him. We cut way too much of that as well. And yeah, we're going to get his flashback next time. I hope. So what do you think of Tachihara now being with the hunting dogs? Has his personality changed? Do you like him more? Have you gone to learn more about him? And overall, what did you think of this episode? Let me know in the comment section or email me, derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this commentary, please consider contributing at coffee.com slash derekasmcgrath or patreon.com slash derekasmcgrath. Thanks to contributors Alec Roach, Emily Lauer, and Alexis Duran. Next time we arrive at Bungo Stray Dogs Milestone Episode, Episode 50, Season 4, Episode 13. Until then, I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good day. Bye.